Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Speakers. Southwestern Speakers is comprised of top producing thought leaders, authors, and experts who deliver dynamic presentations that shift the hearts and minds of audiences worldwide. Our team of experienced agents can guide you to find the right speaker for your annual conferences, meetings, and events, providing outstanding service from start to finish. Southwestern Speakers goes above and beyond to elevate your event and offers additional programs to extend the impact of our speaker's presentation long after they have left the stage. We are looking forward to sharing our guest with you today. Dr. Terry Lyles holds a PhD in psychology and is recognized as a national, international educator, author of three books, Speaker to Universities, Schools, Fortune 500 Companies, World-Class Athletes, and Public Audiences. Dr. Lyles has trained hundreds of individuals, including fire rescue workers in and around Ground Zero, international forensics medical teams in the Asian-torn tsunami area, and the Haiti relief effort, sharing his time-tested, scientifically measured approach to stress utilization. Major corporations have also benefited from this training technology, such as Gulfstream, Chrysler Group, GM, Banana Republic, Macy's, Pfizer, Universal Studios, Tommy Hilfiger, and Dior, to name a few. NASCAR's Richard Petty Motorsports, Military Special Forces, Air Force Fighter Pilots, and Space Command have all utilized this specialized training. Dr. Lyles has appeared on many major media outlets and in U.S. News and World Report as a human engineering life balance specialist. He hosted a premier talk show sponsored by Success Magazine and was heard as the stress doctor in South Florida. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Action Catalyst. Today, it's great to have Terry Lyles with us. Uh, Dr. Lyles was a guest many months ago. He's our first ever repeat guest on the Action Catalyst, and for very good reason. He is known as the stress coach, and I believe that there are a couple of billion people worldwide that could use some coaching right now. So, Terry, welcome back to the Action Catalyst. Thank you. It's great to be here, and you know, I wish it was more fun times, but um, unfortunately, this is the the world we're navigating in right now. So, thanks for bringing me back, and I look forward to engaging with uh, the listeners today. Well, I've seen you on headline news. I've seen you in, in lots of different uh, media outlets. You're wall to wall, making a big difference with people. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just cut right to it. When we are feeling the kind of stresses and the uncertainties and the fears that wake us in the middle of the night, and I mm-hmm. got to tell you, I was awake in the middle of the night most of the nights last week. Yes. Um, what are share some uh, share some tactics, some strategies, some internal attitudes that that we can all work with. Yeah, I mean it's it's the the daily question of what do we do? And you know, I'm a stress expert, so I've been on, you know, front lines for 20 years of disasters around the world and I, I think for the first time I know in our lifetimes 
this is kind of one of those unique situations where all of us are on the front line. We're having to act like first responders, and that's really scary for people. So the good news is, is that, you know, we can inoculate ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. It's what I write about. It's how to protect yourself as much as possible to go in harm's way. It's a lot like fire rescue workers do, police officers, you know, they wear a vest, you know, fire rescuer wearing fire retardant suits, race car drivers I train wear suits, fire retardant, helmets, gloves. They're anticipating success, but they're guarding against potential failure. And that is the best thing that we can do, believe it or not, in this is that all of us have fear. It's learning how to feel the fear and doing it anyway. Be healthy, be happy and productive as much as possible, but you have to be real that this is happening. You know, 10 days ago, there, you know, half the world was saying, ah, this isn't real. It's a hoax. I'm not worried about it. This is real, folks. You know, this is real world. This is not those mock things that we do, you know, in the military to say, you know, we're going to go training today. This is real world. And I think now all of us have the message. You can look at scenes from Toronto to New York City to L.A. And it looks like ghost town. I mean, this is like a sci-fi movie. So I want to produce my own movie here. I don't want to be directed by the fear of coronavirus. So it's up to me to produce that. Tell us some more about how to how do we inoculate ourselves emotionally, mentally uh, for the what we're going through now in the sure. days and weeks and months to come. Well, you know, we it starts with a strong mind. I mean, we really have to strengthen our mindset. And what that simply means is that I train performers and athletes. It's about being able to control the narrative between your own ears. You know, the the Grant Hill said one of the great NBA players who his dad was an NFL player. He said ninety percent of the game is from the neck up. It's what goes on between our ears. So it's about my thought process. You know, what am I controlling my thoughts with? What is the obsession of my mind? Is it positive or is it negative? So I first have to control the mind game. It's like with any sport or performance. The mind game is I'm okay. I'm going to be as safe as I possibly can, do everything I can to protect myself and not go into harm's way without protection, but we still have to interface with people and do what we do. If you're a medical personnel, a surgeon, a a, a flight doc in the military, a nurse, a first responder, they're on the cutting edge and the front end of being exposed every day, but they still do it. How do they do it? But we're afraid to do it. It's training. It's what I write about and what I teach. It's all knowing that as long as I take the precautions I need to, the best I know how, I can go into that flame and not be burned. I have to go in and out. So oscillation is important. I have to make sure I have proper equipment. I have to make sure that I have eaten, hydrated, rested, and slept properly. Uh, love those that I loved. And I love the fact that we need to be present today. As I t- say to people, the best gift you can give yourself every day is the gift of presence. Be present in the moment. Be responsible. Wash clean. Wash your hands. Wash your face. Keep six feet away. Do all the things that people are saying. But know that my mental toughness is based upon what I tell myself and what I feed myself every day. And that's the space I can control between my ears. Mm -hmm. I know that you've also talked extensively about the notion of taking pit stops, that people that book themselves too tightly, uh, that stress has nowhere to go. Can you remind us about that and expand on that, please? Yeah, the oscillation process, which simply is just a great word for the old fans that used to do this. Remember the old oscillating fans, they would move and move. You know, it's a great thing. And they were programmed to do that. 
That's the way our mind bodies are wired from birth, from conception. We are built to oscillate, even in our own sleep cycles. We roll over, we check the clock, we get up and use the restroom, we fall back asleep. Our body is oscillating for us even when we're not in a mindfulness state. We're asleep, but we're still oscillating because our body and mind needs it. So that oscillation, as I tell people, an EKG or an EEG, this is a good day. This is a really bad day. Okay? <laughs> That's a fact. So flatlining means death. There's people around you and they're trying to save your life or it's already too late. It's really easy to fall into a escape of linearity in the midst of crisis or tragedy because we forget about the basics. Resting, sleeping, hydrating, laughing, praying, enjoying the things around us. Again, being present. So oscillating, we should do on a regular basis every 90 to 120 minutes. We need a two to five minute recovery. And that recovery is basically a pit stop. And that's why I use that vernacular because it's what I do with my race car clients. But interestingly enough, uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula One, all these maniacs that are driving 230 miles an hour with others with road rage, all trying to get to the front and win. The most stressful time for them during the race, believe it or not, in most cases, about 90 plus percent of the time is in the pits. Hmm. Why? It's uncomfortable. I'm out of control. I'm not doing something. What am I Am I really in control? Is somebody else in control? Listen, this is where you have to trust the system and your team. In this case, their pit stop and their pit crew have to do the work on the car so they can refocus. What the driver is doing in the car during that pit stop is realigning, getting ready to launch and go back out for the next stint. So every recovery cycle we go through during the day, it's about what is my next cycle? What is my next interview? How do I prepare for that? How do I stay fresh for that? Get outside for a few minutes, walk around. Uh, have something to drink, eat every three hours to make sure your energy levels are high. That oscillation period or pit stops is the key element to navigating performance or stress at any level every single day. And I bet you if we're not oscillating and we just have the news on 24-7, that also well, compounds the negativity of it all. It it sure does. And, you know, the news is doing its job. You know, they report what they need to report. And as you know, I mean, it's wall-to-wall news basically on corona and, and what's happening. And that's okay. I mean, you know, it is what it is because people turn on the TV at different times and different networks that they're, you know, uh, connected to. But we have to modulate it. I remember saying this all the way back by 9-11. You know, I was at Ground Zero doing interviews back here in South Florida and across the country about what was going on there. And I would tell people on news broadcasts, which was a little weird at first, you really have to monitor how much news you're watching. Because if you're watching too much news, it's going to accelerate your anxiety. It's going to increase that pressure. And that means we can break down and, and have higher levels of stress that becomes negative, interestingly enough, which weakens our immune system, which makes us more susceptible to becoming positive to coronavirus. So it's all a cyclical process that we can somewhat control, but navigation, staying healthy in that mind-body is the key. So let's go over that again, Terry. So sure. making making too much um, focus on negatives in the news actually releases chemicals in our body that can weaken our immune system, which can make us even more vulnerable. Is that what what I heard you say? That is correct. The stress hormone is called cortisol, and it's a cataclysmic release chemically in our body. We all learned in school and psychology, you know, the fight-flight process. And 
the flight is I run away because I don't have the training to run into because fear takes over. And the, the actual attack mode or fight mode is with training. It's with fire rescue, police, military ops, race car drivers, athletes. They move into their fear because they have the training and they believe the training is going to protect them. So when cortisol secretes in our body within about 20 seconds, our mind-body capacities react. And here's what happens. It hits our pituitary gland, and then our body reacts by releasing almost like melatonin by going to sleep at night. The reason we get sleepy at night is melatonin increases. It, it releases in our body, and it lets us know that it's start time to go to sleep. So it's a slow release of a sleeping agent, melatonin in our body, that allows us to stay asleep at night for you know six or seven hours, whatever that is that we do. Cortisol pools in the body very quickly within about a 20-second module, and the body tenses. So cortisol's result is, oh my God, it's fear. It's threat, danger. So our mind shortens, our emotions shorten, our body muscles, tendons, everything shortens. Our thoughts shorten. Our emotional response shortens. Everything shortens because it's in the bear or lion is chasing me right now. I have to go back to chasing the lion or the bear and be the hunter, not the hunted. And I can define that based upon my weaponry and how I believe and how I prepared for that. So if we go back to that old school philosophy, that's great. But we have to know that when cortisol secretes, what it does do is it's so toxic in our system, long loads and secretions of cortisol weakens our immune system, which makes us susceptible to disease and thus, in this case, the coronavirus. And that's a really scary thing. So my message has been for the past two weeks, make sure you're recovering. Make sure that you're taking care of your nervous system response controlled by your mind, emotion, belief system, your spiritual side and your body that you protect yourself. It becomes a natural antibiotic based upon how I run my mind-body capacities. So what would be some uh, some one, two, threes, Terry, if I feel like because we can almost tell when we've got that cortisol beginning to pool in oh, the yeah. system. We can we sure. can tell. What are some one, two, threes to reverse that process or to replace mm-hmm. it with some testosterone, not yes. out of a jar, but some way? The first is because the chemical side, this is what we learned in sports science about 20 years ago that really changed how we deal with professional performers and athletes. And it's by taking deep breaths, by taking two to three deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. Within 20 seconds, you can neutralize the cortisol effect. Even though cortisol is still in the body, the the respiratory system and the heart rate begins to calm because I have told it by breathing correctly that the cortisol was a false alarm. Okay, it's still there. It's like if somebody pulls a fire alarm, but after you know a few minutes, we find out there was no fire. Somebody was just playing around, which is a felony. Um, our bodies are hijacking us every day with cortisol. It's up to us to know that if I take two to three deep breaths, just in through the nose, out through the mouth, two to three of those, within 20 seconds, I can reverse that cataclysmic response of threat to danger, or in our case, threat to challenge response. And great athletes and performers know that. They know it because of Lamaze training. If you've ever had a child or coached someone who did, uh, it's martial arts, it's fighter pilot training. It's the core existence of life. So number one, take breaths, two to three. The next one is change your mindset. What's right with what's happening right now? What am I afraid of and how much of it is real? Because fear in most cases is a a false perception of reality because our body is chemically driven to see something that we cannot see. 
And many times the boogeyman is what we don't see. Okay. It's not that we see it. If I saw it and went like, that's it. I'm afraid of that bug. That's that big. I thought it was this big, but because I turned the light on, as we say, and I could expose it, I now have a somewhat better control system response because of that. So the first thing is take a deep breath, two or three, and then change your mindset. What's really happening? What do I have control over? And then the third one is oscillate, what we just talked about. Move around. Get up and get up. Do something. Move into your fear. In many cases, I would tell patients that I used to treat with depression, some of the best medicine for depression is movement. It's don't just sit around all day. Just don't watch TV all day. Just don't sit around thinking about all the negative things. You have to fill your mind with positive things. I'm good. I'm loved. I love people. My world is great. I'm here. You have to make that work for you. In other words, direct your own movie. Don't be directed by a fear or a threat like the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. When I'm training young salespeople, I always say that motion is the cure for negative emotion. And that even Absolutely. slow motion is better than no motion. Absolutely. And the word, actually, that's a great analogy because the word emotion literally in its, in its basic is emote, which means to start movement or start a blast. So to emote means I move in one direction or the other, but it can either be positive emotion or it can be negative emotion. And I choose that. And if I step over to the negative emotion, I can transition that again by taking deep breaths, uh, stepping away for a moment, telling myself what I'm doing and what I'm really doing, which is what, what I'm grateful for. And believe it or not, the second quickest way to changing blood oxygen levels in our body, first is breathing. The second quickest way is gratefulness. Hmm. Just think, what am I grateful for? So I help performers load in a gratefulness trigger. And it, it's called a performance response trigger. And it's basically, what am I most grateful for? So I think I've shared with you on my show, I mean, I have three boys and a lovely wife and my older son is special needs and he doesn't speak, he doesn't walk, he's in a wheelchair, he's fed in diapers and infant every day. We do three days on with him, three days off and it's day and night, day and night. It's, it's exhausting in the middle of doing everything else that we're doing. Our concern is keeping him healthy because he has a compromised immune system. So we're really trying to inoculate even more to try to take care of him. However, what's interesting is I use that as my emotional response trigger. If I'm feeling threatened, all I think about is, you know what? His name's Brandon. I think about, you know what? If Brandon can handle life today doing nothing, I'm cool with that. I can do it too because I can speak. I can walk. I can feed myself. I can take care of myself. He can do nothing. He's totally dependent on people living his life around him. I don't have that issue today, thank God. So what am I really in control of? What I think what I feel, what I believe, and what I do. And that's what I write about, how we mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically emote around us, direct your own movie, stay in control of your world. So proper breathing is so yes. important. Mindset, which we can impact through our own self-talk and the way we think about things. Motion, particularly in a positive direction, using the oscillations, using the brakes, mm -hmm. and then fundamentally the gratitude response. And how yes. these, this is a toolkit you're giving us here, Terry. This is yeah. incredibly valuable. And it's it's just so important, but yet so simple. And it's thousands of years of philosophy and history. I mean, my PhD, I'm a psychologist by trade, so it's in philosophy. But it was not only just the philosophy of the world thinking, but of the, the mind-body capacity response to that thinking. 
But I am still persuaded today that our thinking becomes one of the greatest control factors that we really can control. And I commonly say to people, you know, we only really control what's inside of us, how we think, what we believe, how we feel something about that, and what we do with that. Outside of that, I can control the weather. I can't control if I'm going to test positive for corona or not. I can't control that. I can influence it, but I can't control it. So there's there's control, then there's influence, and then there's this thing of like hope. You know, like I, I just want to do the best I can do and be the best I can be. But what I can control is that internal system. It's what I write about. It's what we work hard to give away every day. And I've got several things I'll share with you before we get finished here that we're doing a free giveaway on several factors because this just became such an outcry in the corporate world back to me saying, how do we help our people work from home? And we create a a 12-part series in video clips that literally helps people learn how to work from home and deal with the distractions, uh, all the things that's a little crazier. Kids are now at home. Uh, spouses are at home. We're locked in a little stir crazy some days, but we still need to be productive. So, and we do that. That's a free giveaway series that we do. Why? Because there was a need. And it's, it's about filling those gaps and need in our lives, especially during tragedy, that we can give hope to people that seemingly become hopeless just by simple things that we can say, look, you're not alone. We're all locked at home, but yet I want to do it with gratitude, with hope, and with an alignment that we're going to come through this and navigate all the way through it. And when we get there, I'll be on top. I think that's fabulous, fabulous stuff. And we all need to be giving things away, particularly this time of year, because we give away our hearts. We give away our help. We give away our service. We give away our time. We can adopt somebody that's over 85 and have regular communication with those people because we know they're petrified and they're at higher risk. Sure. All of these things so important. Well, share with us a, a bit more about this series that you've talked okay. about, uh, working from home, being at home, and yeah. uh, how people can find it. Yeah, they can go right to my website and just do a request on there. It's terrylyles.com, T-E-R-R-Y-L-Y-L-E-S.com. We also have on there, I'm going to point to it right there, um, is a free giveaway that's also on the website. Both of these are, both these top left and right the, the one here is called Caught in Nature's Path, and it's a 30-page PDF download that we give away when nature happens, uh, whether that is you know, a hurricane, a, a tornado like hit Nashville just a, a couple of weeks ago, um, praying that everybody's still there is doing well, uh, a, a tsunami, and pandemics. And I address the physical composition of what we need to go through in any first response disaster zone to take care of ourselves, washing our hands, washing our face, hydrating, fueling, recovering. It's all in there as if we knew this was coming, but I'm not that good. Trust me. We just know that every first responder faces the same kind of thing. So that is a free PDF download. Uh, It's about 30 pages of great information. The one on the other side is caught in the crossfire, and that's for school shootings that we did. And then obviously that doesn't apply now because there's no schools going on, but thanks to Southwestern Publishing uh, that works very diligent with me on this, that we give these pieces away to help strengthen and support our communities. The middle one is performance under pressure. That's kind of the Bible, if you will, with a small b um, on how this process works. So performing under pressure in the midst of threat, confusion, and all the opportunities that we have in front of us, all found on terrylows.com. You can go to Amazon. All, you know, the book and those things are found on Amazon. 
But then the video series you'll have to request because we just don't have it up yet. We're actually, my web guy's working on it as we speak to get it up there. But it's also a free link system that you pop on it. And there's 11 series with an intro and you can get it out. And we promote it to give to everyone in corporate America because all of us are really dealing with how do we work from home? I'm used to it. I've been doing it a long time. A lot of people haven't. It's a different world for them. That's very true. And Jerry, here's kind of a, an angle on that. How do you address people feeling like, well, I'm not really working because I'm at home. I'm, I'm trying to work, but am <laughs> yeah. I slacking? Am I, am I not really doing what I need to be doing? Any, I mean, that's just something you hear from people. I think it myself sure. sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, I, I fought that for years early on. I know everybody does because, you know, it, it's just, you know what it is? It's a different ritual. You know, I can work from home if I'm not on camera and I can have, I live in South Florida, so it's almost 90 degrees today. So it is what it is. I can work in t-shirts, short and flip-flops. If I have to do camera, I throw a shirt on and, you know, I, I go to work and I go back. Look, it's how you control your thinking. Productivity is not about necessarily your surroundings. It's about how you actuate through it. So it's about us knowing how to stay productive. Are there going to be downtimes during your day? Sure, there are. And there are when you're at your office, <clears throat> people walking in your office, uh, you got some cooler time, you go to get some water and you have 15, 20 minute conversation with somebody. It's okay. That's recovery. Use the time at home as recovery to be more productive during the moments when you're engaged on camera or phone or conference calling or writing emails or developing programs. So know that every 90 to 120 minutes, we need a quick two to five minute break. And don't feel guilty about it. It's what our body needs. It's what we did as infants. It's our wiring. So we have to give ourselves a break. It is different when we are working from home because I may walk downstairs and go, uh, should I really kind of throw a little piece of laundry in maybe and do that? And you can. That's okay because you're in the environment. Just don't let it overwhelm or distract you. Go back to focus after you know five, 10 minutes. Go back to doing what you're doing and know that it's up to us to stay accountable to what our goals are every single day. Mm -hmm. Well, Abe Lincoln said a person is about as happy as they make up their mind to be. Absolutely. And I think the same thing could be said about productivity, regardless yeah. of the environment that we're in. Yes. Hey, look, you know, we teach military operations personnel to be productive in the midst of the most bizarre elements you can think of. Uh, I had a person yesterday that, that contacted me, Special Forces. He's now retired a trainer at Quantico. And um, just interesting because he was saying, you know, we, we've been doing this most of our careers. You know, we could live in a field or a desert for days or weeks at a time, eating MREs and drinking water and, and lying down in weeds, bugs crawling on us. And we're trying not to be obvious as the bugs are crawling on us because we're hiding from the enemy. And he goes, you know, you learn to adapt to what you have to do in your environment. And I thought, what a powerful thing. And one of the, the folks that we've trained with Navy SEALs, Admiral Ray Smith, he's now retired. And he was a, you know, an admiral in the Navy. Two sons of his were also Navy SEAL commandos. And I asked him one day, I said, Admiral, why do your guys follow you after training? Because only about 30% make it through SEAL training. And he says, well, number one, I let them know that I'm not going to let them die in the field or a team. I said, but sir, people do die in the field at times. He was, yes, they do. At times they do. But he says, they know if they do, they did it with honor and with purpose and we bring them home. And therefore that creates bravery. And I, I never forgot how powerfully that impacted me to go, look, if I'm navigating on a plane with six people on it, 
that's a little fearful, you know, because you're like, why is there no more people on the plane? Because they don't want to catch coronavirus. But if you're on a plane and you have to go somewhere, inoculate yourself. Pick another seat, six feet, six rows from somebody else. Just be as safe as you can. But don't be freaked out by the different environmental factors. We have to adapt and overcome through those. And that adaptation, speed and control is a very key factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a line between between prudent, constructive action and paralysis. Absolutely. Definite line. Because in addition to fight or flight, we also have a reflex called freeze. Yes. And that just is a cortisol attractor right there in a big way. Yeah, that'll, that'll get you killed most days. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what you don't want to do is is freeze. You want to learn how to move away or move toward. And that's training. And that's what I spend my days in writing about is training athletes, performers, corporate executives. How do we react when we have to react? Because we can't always you know, plan everything, you know, it's, it, you just can't plan every day. No one planned for this. We're now reacting, but we're becoming more proactive. And that's what good systems and training and protocols give us a proaction that we can do. And that's what we're doing now. And I think we're learning day by day, at least here in the United States. Um, we're trying to start back as being that leader for ourselves and the leader of the world on here's how you do it, because we have resources and we have great minds that can help us navigate through a, a, a time just like this. Well, we do have great minds. You spend a lot of time with first responders, a lot of time with medical personnel, a lot of time with military people. Let's take this as a moment, as a shout out, as a gratitude Absolutely. Uh, for every single thing they do. And it's it's amazing. Wow. It is amazing. And, and you know what? It is. It, it is a just a very powerful thing from the nurses to, you know, the people that are even in the grocery stores, you know, I, I was at the grocery store the other day and uh, there was a young man there and, you know, he's a first responder. I mean, he's taking money from people. We're about six feet away or so, but he's there all day interacting with people. And I said, a young guy, he's probably 22, three years old. So, sir, thank you for your service, man. You're on the front line. He looked at me like, wow. He almost like stood up straighter, like, really? I'm like, yeah, man, you're a first responder. Thank you for serving me today and all these people behind us. That's the kind of thing you can do in your community because these people deserve the accolades for putting their life on the line in the midst of a virus to serve us, whatever that is, whether it's a nurse, a doctor, a pilot, uh, the person at your grocery store, whomever that is, God bless all of you as first responders. I think that's such a key insight. Uh, We were on the phone to a place that we get some of our food supplies. And they said, no, we're, we unfortunately are closed because we're a specialty retailer, but we will happily deliver to you at no charge and uh, no mm-hmm. surcharge. Just my wife teared up when she was yeah. on the phone because of the dedication and yes. we all must do this and uh, helping each other do the right thing. Sometimes is as simple as a reminder. It is. And when we're out walking and we have our six feet of space. We see somebody else, you know, I live in a community where sometimes people are so busy jogging and they're, AirPods in, they don't even notice anybody. Right. But I've been noticing people look up and they wave and they smile and we all must stay connected. And it's so powerful. It is. And, you know, just being able to be on your show again today, um, you know, it's a privilege because I I counted a privilege to be able to reach people out of my sphere of influence every single day. I never take for granted what kind of news outlet it is or podcast or radio show, because 
you have listeners I could never reach unless you open the mic with me. And um, I feel blessed to be able to share something that could help someone that is struggling. And we don't really know. And life is not about always knowing. It's about being, being who we are, doing what we need to do, and let the results take care of itself. So I, I appreciate you, you know, being on the front line with me here, giving great information out to people that we can be inoculated with because we're doing it through, you know, electronic connection, which is great. And, and I think we're also learning more about this, which is, and that's probably a whole nother show, but it's interesting how now we're going to, I think post Corona, we're going to probably embrace technology in ways and be innovative in ways we never imagined because great minds find ways to navigate through tragedy. Mm -hmm. That is so true. As Buckminster Fuller once said, there's nothing about a caterpillar that would predict a butterfly. Yeah. And uh, we're going to see some great butterflies when we get through this. Terry, thank you. I know you got a lot on you. Making time for us like this is just terrific. You gave us a toolkit. It was specific. It was real as you are. I'm grateful for you. you, Thanks for being on the Action Catalyst. Yes, sir. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.